In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The CIA secretly funded the medical experiments through a front in New York City called, of all things, the Society for the Protection of Human Ecology. And I think there's a lot of misinformation, disinformation, and outright lies. We have some problems over here right now. We might have a hijack over here too. This is a conspiracy indoctrination program. Co-Indoc-Pro. In this broadcast, we will be examining the strange, deranged, unexplained, and unsolved. Some topics will be rooted in conspiracy, others shrouded in mystery. Connections will be made, and agendas exposed. So prepare your mind, because the indoctrination begins now. What's up, everybody? You're listening to the Conspiracy Indoctrination Program, Co-Indoc Pro. We are your hosts, Jake, Jake, and Luke. Yo. What's up, everybody? It's been a pretty good week, other than it rained a bunch of acid rain on us today. Yeah. What's it going to do to them plants that you were planting? Yeah, they'll be dead. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Kicked up my allergies, so that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, Luke sounds like shit. Not that anybody would notice because they sound like shit on here all the time. So That's true. <laughs> the only difference is today you look like shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, even that's not even... That's that not a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just joshing <laughs> I'm not. You look like shit, pal. Uh, So, uh, back at it this week for episode nine. We're going to talk today about, yeah, nine. Nine episodes. That's fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. We've got two listeners in Texas. Probably Joe Rogan and Jamie. Probably. Probably just so they can get some uh, show topics and things to talk about, I imagine. Get some... New ideas for their show. How can we be more successful? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, definitely that. I got some ideas for you, Joe. Hit me up. Just PM me. (laughs) PM me. I'll let you. I'll let you in. We understand these things. Yeah. There's a couple things you need to work on, but I'll. Your formula's just not quite there. Yeah. What is he? What has he got? Like four million followers. When you get done, I'll have you at five. Yeah. Uh, four million is pussy shit. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got like 20. <laughs> Fucking amateur. Million. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for coming back, everybody, and listening in on episode nine. We're going to talk about, well, first we're going to go back in time to episode mm. eight. And Jake's going to uh, share a story that he had. Which, to be honest, I gotta apologize to everybody. Shouldn't have blathered so much last week because that story should have been the way we ended the episode. I hate Garage Band. To be honest, what did it do? Well, I just don't like the fact that it only has the seventy-two minute oh, oh that's right. limit because we were at like <clears throat> seventy minutes or something like that. Okay. So. 
that's why we had to cut it off and do a little repeat action today. So, so we're going to start out with that and then we'll uh, jump into chemtrails, which will be ironic because tomorrow's Earth Day. So oh, we'll be dropping shit. in on Earth Day and we're going to drop nice. knowledge to you on Earth Day um, about mm. how they're killing Earth. So anyway, kick it over to you for your uh, back in time, time travel story. Crazy story. Crazy story. Crazy story. Um, <clears throat> I'll just kind of blast through it since I think you got quite a bit for the chemtrail story. There's Kim a lot to talk stuff. about there always. Yeah. <clears throat> so growing up as a kid, I had a friend uh, that we were, you know, it was a friend I had. The very first friend I made in elementary school, uh, he ended up, uh, him and his dad and sister would take like a yearly vacation uh, to Mexico. And then when he was nine, they were down there and they got in a car wreck and he died. And so I don't really know like a lot of the details of what happened, but he died. Uh, his sister lived. Uh, their dad was in a coma for, I can't remember, eight weeks or something like that. Uh, so then when he came out of the coma and everything, you know, you know, time kind of moved on a little bit and he got, this was hearing this many, many, many years later from the sister Uh, he got really into trying to figure out time travel because he was wanting to, you know, obviously anybody in that situation would probably be trying to figure out anything you could do to bring back your kid. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as I, I learned this story, like I was telling these guys, probably... What did I say? Eight or so, ten years ago. Yeah. Maybe so, a little bit more yeah. than that. And so he ended up moving back to the state where uh, he's buried and um, got really into the time travel thing and then ended up, and I don't, I don't know the, the, total specifics on how he ended up there, but he ended up in like a, I don't know the, the term you're supposed to use a mental institution mm-hmm. or whatever An you insane call it. Asylum? Yeah. One of those. Yeah. <clears throat> and would had all these notes on everything that he knew to do with time travel. And it was on a, a legal pad, like those yellow ones. Yeah. And he would write so small he wrote all of his stuff in between the I don't know the the blue lines on there. Yeah. But he would write two two sentences within each of those. And there was apparently, you know, boxes and boxes of this material and um <clears throat> his big thing she was telling me that on his license he like sliced into it, into the plastic, and wrote, in case of NMR, which NMR was nuclear magnetic resonance, which was, you can look it up, it's, you know, one of the 
you know, multiple theories on, you know, time travel or, you know, a piece of it or whatever. Mm. And so, you know, some years passed and he was actually getting out of said institution, whatever it is. And, you know, was getting ready to move back here and move in with his daughter and her husband super excited about everything and then she got the call that he killed himself that he jumped off of a bridge and that was that and she was telling me she's like it just makes zero sense because he was super excited to be coming home and to be back in Idaho and the, the height that he apparently had jumped off of shouldn't have killed him. Hmm. Did they recover his body? I, I would assume so, but I didn't get that in depth on it. And cause it was already, you know, we hadn't seen each other in many years and it was kind of awkward, weird. And, you know, you don't know what to do or say. And that last time I saw her, she was going to give me all these boxes of information. Because at the time, many years ago, I was super into it. And then after that, there was just that next zero communication. Never heard anything after that. And I haven't heard anything since. And it's been fucking 10 plus years. So just kind of a weird story. Yeah. Who knows what it is? Maybe it's just all whatever but just kind of weird to do with the the whole time travel thing and yeah maybe figured out a way to do it yeah you think of like that freaking chappy movie where you transfer consciousness and things like that where it's not actual time travel it's mm-hmm. consciousness type of shit but mm. who knows i don't i don't i don't know it's just kind of a weird weird story Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was the real quick version. I think I gave you guys the longer version, but last week, but yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a pretty wild story, man. I mean, it's like you said, anybody in that position that had the, I mean, the ability to just focus on that and, you know, trying to go back in time to help stop it or save it or something like that. I mean, all kinds of movies are made out of shit like that. So, so, but I wonder what happened to all the data. Yeah. That's what I wonder too. Maybe one of these days I'll bump into her, but she probably sold it to NASA. (laughs) Sons of $3 trillion. (laughs) And they probably looked at it like, Oh, we already have all this. (laughs) Throw it away. Yeah. Knew it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good story, I think, to end on because it was, you know, kind of wrapped up the uh, the whole vibe of, you know, mm-hmm. everything just being theorized. Mm-hmm. I think that that would have been a good way to end it. But we did too much bullshitting in the beginning. That's what it's all about, bullshitting. But whatever. Yeah. That's why everybody's here. They're not here for the time travel story. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care about that. All they want to hear is the BS stories. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, since you listened, or since we did that, I've been listening to Mad Mike Markham. 
pretty much all week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, it was like, you know, just like throw the throw the nail in, like whatever, you know. Yeah, that's pretty funny. When, it's like, so you go to this place in the middle of the night to steal these transfers. Like, oh no, it was in the middle of the day. <laughs> Although there was one caller that called in on that one. This this is an Art Bell episode. We ended up going and finding it in the archives and listening to it. But he called in and talked about how everything gets reversed mm-hmm. in time travel. And then he was asking him, he's like, hey, on those sheet metal screws, you know, when you picked them up, was the threading the other way? He said, huh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I threw him away. <laughs> and that is not an exaggeration. If you haven't listened to it, that guy is fucking hilarious. Dude, yeah. We found a picture of him. I don't even know. How'd you find that? You just type it in. There's, oh. He'll he'll fucking be there. But that's yeah. like the best picture. There's a picture of him standing next to like a looks like a high school locker. And you know, he's like looks like he's straight out of Megadeth. He's wearing like a G-Shock wristwatch and shit and like really long red hair. And <laughs> total Hessian. And uh, so Jake sends us that, the text on the thread. And so I grabbed that thing. And then uh, in the background, there's like this, like, so you know how they put your name tapes on the lockers and then they rip it off and then it leaves the residue of the tape mark there. And so I put Cohen Dark Pro <laughs> inside that, like in the faint colors is the same color as the as the tape, so it kinda like looked like it was part of it. And then I sent that back to him and I was like, dude, I was trying to figure out what it says on the you know in the background and we need to make that a t shirt, dude. Fucking totally. My brother in law ended up actually finding out that he left Missouri, Mad Mike did, and he ended up in Hawaii. Yeah. And then my brother-in-law sent me a picture of him standing next to like this old ass Volkswagen Beetle. And then he's standing there with no shirt on and just all hessioned out. <laughs> and it looks like he made it back in time. It looks like it's like, you know, from 1962, the picture. <laughs> that so was his fucking time it. machine. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the John Teeter fucking, uh, what was it? A Corvette or some shit or a Camaro or some shit. I don't remember his story all that well yeah yeah he he did a volkswagen instead which dia glocka Mm -hmm. was about the size of a volkswagen Mm -hmm. beetle so maybe mad mike markham's onto something no shit Hmm. i think what we need to do is uh we need to figure out a way to get him on the show that would be funny get his uh get his uh popularity back up you know what i'm saying Bring it back around. Yeah. Here's my phone number. <laughs> that was the best part. This goes out to a lot of people. Uh, okay. Uh, whatever, yeah, everything. Whatever. Uh, yeah. yeah. Then when the cop calls in, like, uh, uh, hey. Yeah. hey. Hey, officer. <laughs> anyway. Goddamn. Uh, well, tomorrow's Earth Day, everybody. So it's fitting that we're going to talk about chemtrails today. Because uh, chemtrails are killing the planet. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Yeah. But uh, it's not looking so good. <laughs> anyway, so on to the whole chemtrails thing. Um, gosh, I think that this one goes so 
so deep that it'll probably end up bleeding over into the second episode, I'd imagine. Um, there's just too much stuff to talk about. I can tell you, you guys jump in at any point, but for me, I used to think that people that would talk about chemtrails were crazy. I was like, yeah, you're nuts. I never even heard about them until Jake started telling me about them. And then I was like, well, well, that makes sense. Like, there's a definite difference between like a normal condensation trail from a plane and a chemtrail. Like, the contrails just dissipate, you know, at a constant speed in relation to the plane. Mm-hmm. But these things, like, <clears throat> they don't go away. But even according to Dane Wigington, who's like, I think that he's probably a chemtrail geoengineering expert. Um, you guys should check out his website, geoengineering.org. Um, it's insane how much information is on there. It's like the guy with, you know, your friend's dad with the legal pads, two lines in between each line. Um, that's what his website's like. It's, yeah, it totally It's intense, like man. There's a lot of links on there. But anyway, he actually brings up a lot because I do listen to his, he's got a podcast, Geoengineering Watch podcast on Apple. You can get it on Apple. Um, but he talks about how modern turbine engines do not produce condensation trail hmm. unless it's in extreme circumstances like extreme humidity, extreme, <clears throat> extreme cold, right? Hmm. Um, but a lot of these chemtrails are coming from aircraft that look like military aircraft. Mm-hmm. When I look at them, unmarked. Yep. Yeah, when I look at them through binoculars and spotting scopes, they're clearly military aircraft. And so that makes absolutely zero sense that a military aircraft would be putting out a condensation trail that goes a hundred miles. Mm-hmm. Because anywhere you fly, your enemy is going to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And you have, and it's just creating a web. Yep. It's like you think, you know, maybe is it like also a information type transfer where they have some shit in there to. Well, and that, and we're, well, I was going to talk about that a little bit later on, but there's also the theory that they're they're spraying, you know, aluminum particulates, Mm -hmm. nanoparticles in the air to help with the enhancement of satellite and cell reception and things like that. So I've heard that theory as well. I don't necessarily buy into that one as much as I think about the geoengineering and and weather warfare. That one to me is Mm -hmm. rock solid, but we'll, we'll go into that. But like I said, I used to look at chemtrails. I hung out with a dude one time that was all about chemtrails. He was always talking about them and I thought he was just crazy. I was like, yeah, whatever, dude, you know, that's condensation. I mean, that's what you, mm-hmm. it's what we've been taught our whole mm-hmm. lives. Um, but like I said, one day I was driving down the freeway and I was coming back from Hagerman and I just happened to see like one of those trails and it was, it was as far West as I could see. And then I kind of looked back and looked out the side of my, my car and, it was as far as I could see east. I was like, what in the hell? What? Why is that condensation trail so long? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense because I started looking at it and I'm like, as far as I can see to the west, 
And as far as I can see to the east, if I looked at a map, like how been, far would that yeah, be? You know what I'm saying? Dissipated by that. Yeah. Point. How far would that be? And I was thinking, <clears throat> you know, that's got to be at least from, you know, Bur- no, Twin Falls area all the way up to Pass Mountain Home. So how many miles is that? I mean, it's over 70 miles. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's a 70 mile long condensation trail. Yeah. That's weird. And so that's when I started kind of paying, I think it was around 2018, 2019, I, I started kind of paying attention to them. And then um, I started watching them more and more and more. And then I started kind of noticing like I'd watch them and as they get dropped, they're real tight and then they'd kind of open up, they get a little bit mm-hmm. bigger and then they start getting all these little swirlies in them all mm-hmm. over and then that gets wider and wider and wider and then pretty soon that would eventually in an hour or so become like a cloud mm-hmm. and i was like what the hell <clears throat> like that that trail became a cloud mm-hmm. like i'm either taking crazy pills now or that sums up here right so then i started kind of paying attention to when i would see them i was like okay certain times of the day they would be going east to west and then later times in the day or whatever they'll be going west to east so i was like this is really strange and then i started noticing the timing one would go and then within about 15 minutes or 10 5 10 15 minutes another one would be coming you know just off of its axis at like a different angle and then 15 20 minutes like another one would come and then another one and you were just like getting to the point where i was telling guys at work i'm like predicting we're going to see it. We see this one right here. We'll see another one coming in about 10 minutes. And then the guys would be like, dude, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> and one thing I think is crazy about that, you know, because turning into clouds, <clears throat> those don't show up on like the weather satellite. The planes? Yeah. Like, well, the, oh, the, the, the planes the, the don't. chemtrails. Yeah, planes don't either. Yeah. The chemtrails, you'll see like the cloud cover, but you won't see the, the trails in there. Now that was something that really made me go. That is not right. Like, yeah. if these like Doppler radar systems are looking at the clouds, why are they not seeing what we can clearly see as becoming cloud cover? Yeah, yeah. When when I first you know reading about all that shit way back in the day, the first time that I had seen I, I had no idea what chemtrails were you know whatever this is you know early or probably 2005 or something and then i was just saw something on a i think on above top secret or something and someone said something about chemtrails and like and it was a big thing in texas or something there's a bunch of people from texas sending pictures in and i was like fuck like what if that shit happens here and then Within probably a couple of days here, then I would just start, you know, looking up and I was like, what the fuck? I mean, that's happening here. Bro, bro I seen I see him now in movies. Mm-hmm. So I was watching mm-hmm. season five, Better Call Saul. And he's, you know, out in the desert getting fucked with by the cartel or whatever. And then all of a sudden in the background, I could see these big giant chemtrails behind him all except mm-hmm. I'm like, there, dude, they got him in New Mexico. Yeah. That's yeah. why they filmed that shit. Well, and that's the thing. I think, you know, back then, too, it's like there wasn't, you know, a a total uh, 
every, everything wasn't so involved on the internet. So people still weren't like connecting things together. Now it's like way more so, but it was like back then seeing that shit and I'm out there with my little camera taking pictures and telling people about it. And, and then uh, going down to the one hour photo, get that shit developed. Yeah, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and, uh, I remember specifically, uh, I don't remember the year. It was probably eh, 2007 to nine area after I'd been telling some people about it. And a buddy of mine had texted me. He was in the Best Buy parking lot and took a picture. He's like, dude, these are everywhere. And I remember on the news, Channel 7, they had the fucking thing about, because it was so insane Mm -hmm. of, of how many there were in the sky. And they... Our local news, they came on and said, oh, blah, blah, that's just our standard air traffic. And it's like, no, that is not our standard air traffic. But they actually had it on our local news Mm -hmm. because it was a thing because there were Mm -hmm. so fucking many of them. Which I'm convinced that by the end of this, this particular episode, we'll be able to convince you, if you're not a believer, that these chemtrails or geoengineering is real. And then in the next episode, I think we'll be able to bring in, you know, what it is that they're actually spraying and what that's doing and all that stuff. So maybe the science will come after the context, but I'm convinced. Mm -hmm. I'm convinced that we will be able to convince you that these are real because, go ahead. I would say, even if it's not like a nefarious purpose or something like that, there, it is something. Yeah. Because like I said, the people that I had told, like, yeah, we're not new, but realize, well, this is weird. At least if you realize yeah. this is weird. Mm-hmm. And then you can be like, mm, yeah, okay. Most people, I would say probably a high 90% of people that I've talked to about it, I've been able to convince and are now paying attention to it. Because I have friends. I'm the same thing with you. When I started paying attention, I'd be out walking my dogs and I'd be taking pictures mm-hmm. or videos and I'd send them your way or mm-hmm. send them to other friends and and now I've got other friends that are also sending me pictures of chemtrails. So mm-hmm. it's just like, it's obvious, you know, and I think that the cover story or whatever that the mainstream news and everybody is, is telling us, I've heard two things. One, that they're condensation trails, like we've already talked about. And then two, I heard a pilot on YouTube who actually solved the D.B. Cooper uh, <laughs> of yeah. course, yeah. But he well, did. He did. We can cut this one short. Right. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did a uh, uh, the worst, the shittiest homemade documentary ever. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. It is the worst DB. It's the worst documentary I've ever seen. But the information is really good. But it's really bad. Like the <laughs> production that he did. Sorry, dude, if you're listening, but it wasn't that good. Uh, but the information's amazing. But in there, he's a commercial pi- pilot. He was a former mill pilot and be- became a commercial pilot. And then he he said that, oh yeah, you know, he's, those are marking uh, those are marking trails so that you know pilots can see each other so that there's no you know air to air collisions. And I'm like, do your avionics suck? <laughs> uh... It's 2022, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the avionics are going to keep you from crashing into another plane. Yeah. You just let your hands go and put it on autopilot. So that right there to me is like straight bullshit. I'm like, dude, no. You're not. 
why would you be marking your lane of like that doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. yep and i mean isn't that like part of what air traffic control does i thought that they had a job that did that that. yeah 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 plane here there's plane here yeah Yeah. that's i I thought that was their job too so those are the two the two primary theories that the mainstream media is you know telling us well the main one is contrails but then you know i'm sure that i could probably find some news article where they say oh that's normal you know mm-hmm. marking trails or something but i haven't found that so but um let's just also put this out there in 2013 obama got rid of the mainstream media propaganda uh mm-hmm. bill so starting in 2013 or prior to 2013 the main the news was not allowed to use be used for st- state-sponsored propaganda. Obama, Obama got rid of that in 2013. So if you've noticed, the news in the last almost 10 years has gotten a little bit propagandized. Um, that's the reason why. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder, um, did you guys see that show on Netflix, Don't Look Up? Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it, but I saw. <clears throat> yeah. Because it seems like... <clears throat> the whole um, chemtrail thing kind of goes in cycles and is kind of on an up cycle now. And then they put this movie out telling people not to look up at the sky and just kind of ignore it. Yeah. Sky's bad. Yeah. I won't spoil it, but I did like the ending of the movie. Yep. (laughs) I'll have to watch it. Look like there was a, I fucking hate Jennifer Lawrence though. Scarlet horror reference in that too. Mm. But Anyway, weird. Yeah, weird that there would be an occult reference in the uh, Hollywood yeah. occult machine. <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. So let's go back in time, just to kind of like lay out a timeline of quote condensation trails, chemtrails. So going back to the biplane era, they were using biplanes to start weather modification, basically spraying nanoparticulates into the air. There's footage of this, and they were able to create cloud layers and things like that. Fast forward into World War II, you see like all of the famous vi- you know, videos of the bombing raids of the Allied campaign flying over into Europe, or sorry, flying over into Germany, where it's like 300 you know, B-17s going on a bombing run and there's miles and miles of contrails behind them. And that's, that's what everybody was told is that those are contrails. Well, in the early 1940s, aerosolized weapons were being like practiced. They were, they were being developed. Mm -hmm. Right. So to me, it makes perfect sense that you would be using it on the worst enemy ever which would have been the German Reich at the time. Mm-hmm. So you're flying over to bomb them if you have a, you know, a experimental, you know, weapons program to defoliate their crops and their produce and all that stuff or you know, create bad weather for them to not be able to do whatever whatever. Why would you not start using that? Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> Dane brought up and it's in he has a documentary called The Dimming. Uh, which I highly recommend everybody watches. It's about an hour and a half long. It's called The Dimming. You can just 
it's probably shadow banned on YouTube, but if you go to geoengineeringwatch.org, you can find it. I did find it on YouTube once, but he shows a video of the air raids or the, the B-17s flying and they're turning on and turning off the chemtrails mm-hmm. or yeah. the, the contrails. So that to me doesn't make any sense unless they're hitting pockets of hot air up there. And then that would be what would be stopping the, mm-hmm. the contrail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes but anyway so we'll fast forward from that into the vietnam war which is when aerosolized spraying was really weaponized and used you know in in warfare and that was uh project popeye right mm-hmm. <clears throat> we're gonna get yep, sued for that the, uh, agent orange yeah <clears throat> so if you want to talk about that i just had uh, some. That, that was kind of really all i had for that because it just kind of is laying the you know, groundwork Foundation. for the, the, the pattern of it. Um, I did want to s- just kind of jump back a little bit in time um, that they were using this. Um, they've used this in farming and uh, crop dusting that started in the 1920s. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, everybody who lives in a rural area at some point has driven down the road and seen, you know, one of those planes flying low over the, the fields and, and, spraying so um and if you're a ranch hand you've probably been sprayed by it yep and you can still see it now happening if you're driving about yep Mm -hmm. yep and i mean that's that's just a small scale little operation that is known about so i mean if there's no reason why this wouldn't get scaled up if we know that it goes from this crop dusting and now to like a huge scale in war yeah. with, you know, kind of the same, same idea. You think that some, you know, random ass farmer in, you know, Bunkville, <clears throat> Idaho has a plane that can, you know, spray it, pesticides or fertilizer on his crops. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that the DOD or that JP Morgan has the same access, mm-hmm. you know, in massive ass tankers than you're, you're nuts. Yeah. You're crazy. It, and you think about it, it's like, especially for weaponization, and you're like, okay, so we started out with arrows. Yeah. Okay, well, then we went to swords. Okay, now we went to guns. And now we went to all this stuff. So why wouldn't you make it easier, make an easier weapon than a fucking, mm-hmm. oh, I need to I yeah. need to have all this metal to build these things. Well, now I just got these little chemicals that yeah. I can use. Yeah. Like in the World War can't even One, be seen. Yeah. when they were doing the... Using like the um, gas, like the mustard, mustard gas, yeah. 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 Like scale that up into a plane, and then mm-hmm. you can, you don't have to have people on the ground that need to, you know, shoot. Put, you shoot, shoot that yeah. stuff out at the enemy. And just you, fly you can, over and, you could crush it. I mean, you could crush a a country just by lack of water, rain. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at California. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, in the West, I mean, here in the Pacific West, it's like, I've, I've seen a huge difference. I, like I said, I was not paying attention. And then it was like, all of a sudden one day it just hit me, you know, when I started seeing like evergreens, like pine trees that Mm. were normally green all year round, like they're dying and dead and, you know, Mm -hmm. people cutting them down, you know, every season, somebody in my neighborhood loses a, a tree or two. And it was just like what the hell's going on here? And then I started kind of like looking at that and going, 
this this has to be some kind of defoliant that they're spraying on us. Mm-hmm. But going back to Project Popeye in the Vietnam era, that's what they were doing was they were using defoliants to spray on the Ho Chi Minh Trail to try to eat away the the canopy jungle so that the NVA, the North Vietnamese Army, didn't have that cover to be able to move all of the supplies in the army from North Vietnam down into South Vietnam to fight. And I paid a, you know, I'm a, a history buff and I really like the, um, uh, the stuff that the SOG guys were doing, the, the Green Beret stuff in Vietnam. And I paid mm-hmm. a lot of attention to their, those guys' books, John Plaster's books and things like that. And, you know, they always include all these pictures you know, that they had taken or whatever from their, you know, war archives in their books. And you can see pictures of the Ho Chi Minh Trail and where it was being heavily defoliated. There's literally, it looks like Mars. Mm -hmm. There's like nothing. It's literally just, it's like bare, like clay soil. It's just Mm -hmm. orange soil. And then there's this giant trail in the middle. And then, you know, three miles away from that area, then you start getting into more canopy jungle and stuff. But it's, it's obvious that that stuff worked. Yep. And then just from there, it's the same thing. It's a learning. Oh, we did that here. What? Can, how can we apply this now? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they've used. They. I think they've been using weather warfare for droughts against the Middle East. You know, and other. I know at one point, Iran, their president or dictator, whoever that dude is, was talking in a some summit. I can't remember what it was, but he was claiming some other country had been stealing their water, you know, their rainfall. And places like Dubai create rainstorms by mm-hmm. putting drones up in the air and then seeding the sky with like salt water and then like hitting it with like electric electrocution stuff and then it kind of creates rainstorms and wow. <laughs> it's like well there's the one that um with Katrina that was Apparently on the satellite, it looked, the eye of Katrina was more like a hard-edged. Oh. uh, Not like a pentagon, but hexagon or whatever. Yeah. Like Saturn? Yeah. So you think that the edges inside the storm, like you're saying, the eye eye of the storm having like edges on it would have been... Evidence that it was man-made. Correct. Yeah, like a harp type thing or yeah. whatever. But and then I was just saying how uh, apparently, and it's just one that I heard that a nine eleven, like uh, apparently there was a hurricane coming in for New York uh, the same day, and then just suddenly it veered off course and went away, and then fucking. I think I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of a, but it was supposed to be a devastator. I think it was, I think, don't quote me on it, but it was, I think it was bigger than Katrina. Mm. I've always been fascinated how they are so accurate at predicting the weather. You know, it's like you pull up your Apple or whatever phones you guys got, you know, your weather um, app or whatever. It's like gives you the seven day forecast and you remember back in the day the news would only have usually like the three day forecast mm-hmm. and then it the other fucking wrong anyway yeah, and it was always <laughs> wrong and now it's like on the money like to the minute of rain starting is like mm-hmm. it's just like, like on back you, to the future yeah remember? how do you yeah, yeah that's right yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you do that with satellites? <laughs> that just makes no sense. So we're going to do something a little bit different tonight. I'm going to try this out, see if it works. It worked earlier when I was at home, and it worked before we started recording, but that means Murphy's going to show up, and it's not going to work now. But I'm going to play... ghosts in here. Yeah. <clears throat> screw them. I'm going to play uh, a clip from... 1962 this is vice president at the time lyndon baines johnson giving a speech to southwest texas state university it's about a 30 minute long um speech we're only going to play about 10 seconds of it i listened to the entire thing last week the speech is very new world order very socialist you know one world government type of um vibe to it but 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 it's mixed in with the democracy you know angle of the united states stuff but this 10 second clip should change your opinion on chemtrails mm-hmm. i think it should change it should change your opinion so i'm gonna play it it's about 10 seconds long and then we'll we'll break down um what he's saying here. It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. Says it all. End of podcast. Yep. (laughs) Just kidding. We're still here. (laughs) I've been wanting to do that. I was going to do it on one of my Bidens. Like, I'm just having the blonde hairs, bam, and then just hit that thing. Um, no, nah, that says it all right there. To me, it's he, he's going to be the president in a year at this point, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> 62, 63 Kennedys killed in his home state. He's sitting here saying, he who controls the weather controls the world. This is in 1962, people. Yep. You want to look this video up? I will give you the... Um, I can't do the link thing because I'm too stupid. But uh, if you go to texasarchive.org, it's on there, and it's under Vice President Johnson at Southwest Texas State University, <clears throat> 1962. It's a 32-minute clip. That, that little piece right there is... Um, 24.50 to about 25 minutes. So I don't even know what else to say to that. It's like, well, and he, he just said it. Yeah. There's, and we were talking about it earlier too, but when I was reading it back in the day too, there was, I mean, and this is like an actual document that you can look up, people can look it up. And it was the Air Force document of owning the weather by 2025. Guess what year it is? Mm-hmm. Almost 2025 by yeah. math in the workplace standard. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah. Break out my calculator. We, I think we got three years left. They're, they're probably way way ahead of that fucking initial document that came out. I think that may have come out in the 80s or something like that. I can't mm. remember, but it's out there. <clears throat> yeah. Just telling everybody straight out that that's what they're doing. <clears throat> and that was obviously before Vietnam when they started doing all the Agent Orange stuff. Yeah. So we're going to make a distinction between chemtrails and geoengineering at this point because that's what chemtrails is the conspiracy theorist crazy tinfoil hat wearing way of saying geoengineering which is awesome because if you go to google and type in chemtrails and i ask you all to do this it's going to bring up a bunch of conspiracy theory blah 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 blah. you know debunked debunked yep snopes will definitely debunk that (laughs) but then if you turn around and on your next Google search, you type in geoengineering, you're going to get a bunch of legitimate science mainstream news talking about chemtrails. It's the same shit, people. Yep. Just chemtrails is a bad word. So, like I mentioned earlier, geoengineeringwatch.org has a fantastic, the website's kind of laid out weird, but then again, I don't fault the guy, you know, he's got a lot of information and he's doing it, you know, kind of out of his own pocket. But Dane Wigington's got a lot of information. In fact, sometimes I'll listen to his podcast. I usually try to listen to it a couple times a week. His episodes are about an hour long. Warning. Trigger warning, if you have depression or battle depression (laughs) or if you are using any drugs that cause side effects of depression or you're drunk or on alcohol, (laughs) do not listen to Dane Wigington's podcast, Suicide Warning. I'm just putting it out there. It, I don't deal with that stuff, so but I can handle about three episodes and then usually I'm like, Damn, dude, time to listen to something else because it, it's pretty dire. So that's just a trigger warning I'm going to throw out there for you. But anyway, like I said, during the pandemic, when it's kind of started, I noticed the mainstream news They and Bill Gates started talking about uh, trying to basically like dim the sun for mm-hmm. global cooling. Mm-hmm. And that immediately was a red flag on the field. Red flag on the field. Mm. I was like, anything that Bill Gates is talking about or that he's involved in is not good. Questionable. It's not good for us. It's good for him and the other elites like George Soros, but it is not good for the rest of us. Oh, well, yeah, we got these vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> so... I'm going to play about three minutes of a of a clip. This is from CNBC. This is t- September 2019. And this is just going to reinforce that this shit's real. Okay, so found this on YouTube. Um, it's from 2019, September uh, CNBC news clip. The record number of fires burning across Brazil's Amazon rainforest has prompted renewed global outcry over climate change and big spending. $5 million from Leonardo DiCaprio, 10 million pounds from the UK. Meanwhile, Bill Gates is backing the first high-altitude experiment of one radical climate change solution, creating a massive chemical cloud that could cool the Earth. It's called solar geoengineering, and it's highly controversial. 
how long will it be that countries keep experiencing these climate impacts before someone gets desperate and says, hey, we need to cool the planet with solar geoengineering? It would look something like this. Thousands of planes would fly very high and use nozzles to inject millions of tons of light-reflecting particles into the stratosphere. Yeah, it would create a thin chemical cloud of those particles around the whole planet, blocking some sunlight from reaching the surface. It would mimic a giant volcanic eruption, which we know cools the Earth. Back in 1991, Mount Pinatubo erupted in the Philippines. It was the largest eruption to affect a densely populated area, creating avalanches and giant mudflows that left more than 700 dead and 30,000 homeless. It also spewed a cloud of 20 million tons of sulfur dioxide particles into the stratosphere. That chemical cloud was hundreds of miles across and reflected about 2% of sunlight back to space. And in 1992, the Earth was cooler than in 1991. That is part of the mechanism, but you do this in a controlled way. Modeling studies have found that it could reduce the intensity of heat waves, for instance. It, apparently it could reduce the rate of sea level rise. It could reduce the intensity of tropical storms. But it also comes with significant risks and uncertainties. Things like mass famine, mass flooding, drought, of kinds that will affect very large populations. It could weaken monsoons in India, China, and Africa enough to affect crops. It could eradicate blue sky. You start increasing the amount of diffuse light and you have less direct light, which is the same thing as saying it looks hazy and white. And if the global community decides it should stop? So you stop injecting it and after a year, the cloud is gone. You get this rapid warming at a rate much faster than you would get if we had done nothing. If you've taken out the greenhouse gases that are adding to the warming, then it will the temperature won't go up and stay what it is. So if we don't stop emitting greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, we don't try as hard as we can to do that, then there's no point in doing solar geoengineering. A 2016 opinion poll conducted by the Harvard group doing solar geoengineering research found that 67% of subjects support its use. One reason this technology is appealing, it's cheap. One study estimates it would cost an average of $2.25 billion globally every year for the first 15 years of deployment. Compare that to the half a trillion dollars the U.S. government estimates it will cost just the U.S. by 2100 if no action is taken against climate change. Or the 1.6 to 3.8 trillion projected global spending by 2050 on low-carbon energy production. You can also compare it to direct air carbon capturing, another climate change solution backed by Bill Gates and by Big Oil. It involves sucking billions of tons of carbon out of the air. And at $1 to $200 a ton, it could be big business. Solar geoengineering, on the other hand, is so cheap that nobody currently stands to make money from the process. But just because a solution is right. cheap doesn't make, <laughs> okay. make it a good one. It's cheap and dangerous. It doesn't require a lot of materials. It doesn't require a big innovation. It basically affects the whole planet with one project. So that is not necessarily a situation that has a lot of profit opportunity, right? Because there's not going to be a lot of different people that can do it and compete in a marketplace. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, whatever. They're just putting it out because yeah. it's already been being done. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's the whole thing is <clears throat> it goes back to what we were talking about in the some of the previous episodes about the occult stuff. Mm -hmm. where they have to tell you up front what they're doing. They have to be open about it so that there's no karmic repercussion on them. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why you get the Katy Perry, you know, 
Super Bowl halftime show that's super occult. You get the Disney stuff. You know, you get uh, the Hollywood. You get all of these things right in front of your face so that there's no karmic repercussion when it comes to this globalist cult, you know, mm-hmm. of uh, of occultists. Yeah. One thing in that <clears throat> video, the when they were talking about the Amazon fires, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I think I heard this on uh, Tim Pool. He was talking about that, and a bunch of those fires that they were showing were farmers burning their fields, and they do that every year. And but they had the to, news was yeah. blowing it up as some crazy yeah. Amazon rainforest burning down, and we need to help battle climate change. It's not and, propaganda, Luke. Yeah. God damn it. I don't know why you keep thinking <clears throat> that in your reptilian, <laughs> puny little brain. Yeah. And then the other thing is they want to do this big, you know, worldwide uh, dimming of the sun, but they also want to get rid of fossil fuels. How are they going to do that mm-hmm. when they they can't fly planes without fossil fuels? Whatever, dude. They solar power, oh, dude. That's right. Totally reliable. Yeah. 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 Here's <laughs> your electric ask, car. It can just, go fucking 300 miles and has to fucking... Gas up for 45 minutes. Yeah, just ask any, you know, F-16 pilot. You'd probably love to have a jet that's powered by batteries. Well, I stand corrected. Yeah. Well, then they'll just bust out all that old technology from paperclip, and then they'll have their, it'll just be all magnetic shit. Oh, yeah, we had this, too. Yeah. we, We can fly without fossil fuels. You know, and... Where the guy was talking in that video about how, you know, you seed or, you you know, you and then as, and then you stop and then all of a sudden you get this really, really high raise of, of the temperatures, right? Mm-hmm. Because now there's nothing to cool it. Don't you remember last year around this time? Whoa. whoa. <laughs> we haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> yeah. But last year around this time, we were seeing m- massive amounts of trails being drawn and then right around June, we got that heat dome. Remember? Mm-hmm. And it lasted for like almost the entire summer mm-hmm. where it was just like hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I noticed during that heat dome, there was zero. Mm-hmm. There was no trails in the sky during that heat dome. None. Yeah. Yep. But there was I, a gripple out of them in like May. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that because I was like, did these guys just stop flying and get shut down or what? They're in their vacation. Come yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't think that, if we haven't convinced you yet that these are real, I'm going to read something that should convince you. Okay. <clears throat> Weather modification is signed into federal law. It's 15 U.S. Code 330C, authority of secretary. In... Paragraph one, it says term secretary means secretary of commerce. Number two means the the term person. So this is explaining what's going to be said in the legal document or in the law. Two, the term person means any individual, corporation, company, association, firm, partnership, society, joint stock company, any state or local government or any agency thereof or any other organization, whether commercial or nonprofit, who is performing weather modification activities except where acting solely as an employee agent or independent contractor of the federal government. Subsection three, 
The term weather modification means any activity performed with the intention of producing artificial change in the composition, behavior, or dynamics of the atmosphere. Subsection 4 talks about what the term the United States means. And then we go into the first part of the code. It says no person may engage or attempt to engage in any weather modification activity in the United States unless... He submits to the secretary such reports with respect thereto in such form and containing such information as the secretary may by rule prescribe. The secretary may require that such reports be submitted to him before, during, and after any such activity or attempt. Subsection A, Records, Maintenance, Summaries, Publication. This is my favorite. The secretary shall maintain a record of weather modification activities, including attempts which take place in the United States, and shall be published summaries thereof from time to time as he determines. (laughs) So I just decided to go out to the Secretary of Commerce's website and look for some of these documents, and I couldn't (laughs) find any. Jack shit. Weird. And then we'll scroll down to subsection C, disclosure of confidential information prohibition exemptions. In carrying out the provisions of the section, the secretary shall not disclose any information referred to as referred to in section 1905 of Title 18 and is otherwise unavailable to the public, except that such information shall be disclosed. So I was like, well, what is 18 U.S. Code 1905? So I went ahead and went to that, and it basically talks about anybody that's an employee, anybody that's working on behalf, private contractor, et cetera, et cetera. Basically, anybody that is working around this stuff is not allowed to disclose any information which concerns or relates to the trade secrets, processes, operations, style of work, or apparatus, or the identity, confidential, statistical data, amount of source of any income, profits, losses, or expenditures of any person, firm, partnership, corporation, or association, or permits, any income, return, or copy thereof, or any book containing any abstract or particulars thereof, to be seen or examined by any person except as provided by law, shall be fined under this title or imprisoned for not more than one year or both. So... You're not privy to that information. It's a big club and you ain't in it. Like I said, I'm in that club. (laughs) I'm not in it, but whatever. So got our own club. Yeah, we got our own club. It's called (laughs) Cohen.com Pro Club. Bitch. So if we haven't convinced you yet that weather modification is a thing, just by those three things, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah. (laughs) At least just start looking up. Yeah. I think if Take anybody just after this looked up and paid attention to it. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah. Something's yeah, up. Something, this is weird. Something, something ain't right. That's how it got all of us. <laughs> something ain't right. Something ain't right. <laughs> um, weather's been privatized, man. It's been privatized to controlling interest groups in the military. <clears throat> Raytheon's been controlling U.S. meteorological and geological admins for a long time now. Geoengineering Watch tied spraying aircraft to J.P. Morgan-owned aircraft. Hmm. They chased down 
the tail numbers on a plane and found that it was registered to J.P. Morgan. Hmm. Not like a investment bank or something. Mm-hmm. And they own planes that are like spraying particulate matter over the, f- the fucking earth that I live on and breathe in the air. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a right to... It's not your earth, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, I know, but I'm like living here. Like I, I gotta breathe this shit in. You are but a servant. Surf. Yeah. It's crazy, dude. And in 2009, CFR published their recommendation for geoengineering. So that should tell you everything you need to know right there. Yeah. Shady group doing shady shit. Bitches being shady. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean. And we'll talk about these next week, but there's military patents that go back 50, 60 years for spraying equipment. Yep. And like Luke said, I mean, farmers have been using this forever. I remember going to my granddad's farm when I was a kid and one of his neighbors had one of them airplanes. And I was like, why can't you get one of these? Mm. Yep. I'm too poor. (laughs) I'm a farmer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... I don't know, dude. It. If people just take a minute just to look, that's all it takes. Yeah. And maybe to wrap up this episode, I'll just kind of mention my theory on the the COVID and the mm-hmm. and the chemtrail stuff. So, I think it was. It was in. It was during the pandemic when all the mask mandates were getting thrown around and then Florida and Texas, Abbott and DeSantis were kind of like pushing back at the at the mainstream and they were like, We're not gonna we're not gonna make mask mandates here and all this and like, you know, the Fauci's are that's so dangerous, you know, mm. and all that stuff. And then literally their their COVID cases were relatively normal or low for their areas and then within two weeks of them saying they weren't going to get on board and do this stuff they were like in the news for being like the hotbed of hotbeds i mean it was like those states were a damn petri dish you know Mm. so i was like that's weird and then i started noticing whenever the planes would fly over here and then there would be some kind of you know particulates getting sprayed it was right around the same time that we were getting the jumps in the, you know, the first, the first wave, the second wave. Mm-hmm. I started looking at it going, man, they were, they were spraying, but there wasn't the normal con or the normal chemtrails that were like going all the way across the sky. They were like the little short ones that would dissipate a little bit faster. So I started thinking, dude, I wonder if they're dropping those, like the COVID shit on us through, through the planes. Mm-hmm. And then remember we were talking about it, the, what was it? Tasmania where they were like testing fruit and it was testing positive uh, for COVID. Nigeria. I think it was Nigeria or they're, Tanzania. They're, yeah. Maybe Tanzania. The president was testing fruit and goats yeah. and, motor oil and all that shit was coming up positive. And remember here in the States when they were putting out that all of the deer in the Midwest Mm -hmm. were testing positive for COVID. 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, how the hell are the deer testing positive for COVID? They're spraying that shit, dude. I am telling you right now. And then, so I started going down, going down, you know, checking this stuff out. And luckily Dane, I mean, like I said, Dane's game is, it's, it's leveled up. Yeah. That dude's a, he's a plus. So he mentioned that a guy named Ken called Caldera was a former DOD scientist and that this guy was designed uh, for putting or had designed putting pathogens into clouds to spread to populations for DOD. Hmm. And now he works for Bill Gates. Oh. So that's pretty cool. Got a promotion. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. All right. But it just kind of like, for me, I, I, I kept coming back to it and I was like, there's got to be something with this because... This dude is saying that he, you know, did this for weather or for warfare, you know, like using pathogens to go and drop on the enemy or whatever. And then at one point, and I've got to try to find it by next week, there was somebody had, it was either us or it was Spain. Somebody had tried to patent vaccination through cloud dispersion. Mm. And then the patent office was like, no, 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 no. Too, too dangerous. We can't go down that road. And they actually denied the patent. Wow. So, but anyway, back in, in December 2021, ABC News ran an article about COVID not affecting <clears throat> this country in Africa or South Africa. And then like literally like two weeks after they ran this article, like Omicron was rampant. Mm-hmm. Everybody was sick. Hey, how does that, how does it spread that fast? Well, listen to the news and like, oh shit, we got to get down there now. Yeah, we missed that <clears throat> one. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, I think that that's about all the stuff I wanted to go into for me today. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you guys got something else to add, but I think next week I wanted to talk a little bit about the logistics and some of the stuff that I thought about how, how they may be actually doing these operations mm-hmm. and then some of the patents and actual science behind some of it. Yeah. I think um, people should probably listen to this a couple of times just to kind of absorb all the information and because uh, there's a lot in there, but there's it's you you can find it. I mean, we found it. Jake found most of it, but yeah. um, it's out there. And it sounds like somebody's microphone started buzzing. Yeah. We were talking about them, so they got us. Yeah, they're on to us. <laughs> even yeah, though we're it. only hard recording, we're not even actually streaming anything, but they got us. Yeah, they can do it. So, anyway, you guys got anything to add before we close her out? I don't think so. I just think the same thing. It's what got everybody. Once you actually hear something about it and then you actually see it, mm-hmm. it changes your whole perception on everything. Yep. Yeah, and then notice when you if you have binoculars or you can see any of these planes, usually during the daytime, they're going to be all white, mm-hmm. and then at night or right into the evening when it's about to get dark, like you know dusk, the twilight, nautical twilight, that time, you'll start to see that they're actually gray-bodied planes, like they're the Air Force ones. So it's like the Navy planes during the day, and then it's like the Air Force planes at night. They're actually working together. Aww. Which good, good for them. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, and all that stuff's going to come back around in the whole Hollywood MK Ultra and all that stuff oh, too, yeah. because that 
goes right back to all that mill until until back mm -hmm. in the 60s yeah crazy so anyway <laughs> well <laughs> i guess we're gonna end up calling it an episode thank you guys for hanging in there like luke said um you know may may need to listen again or or whatever and you know if you do like what we're doing please uh share like and subscribe um any reviews would be good on any of the major you know spotify or apple or whatever i think you have to have like 20 reviews until they give you an average but you know just let us know straight up how you think we're doing if you like what we're doing let us know if you don't and you the reason why you don't like it let us know we got thick skin we're big boys we ain't gonna cry we ain't scared yeah. and if you get any other info that we want to know yeah let us know yeah 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 you got let any info know. you got to start to look into yeah or? you gotta you gotta hit us up you know yeah. what i'm saying all right well i guess that wraps it up for this episode we'll be bringing it back to you next week with a part two of chemtrails but until then peace out Later. <laughs>